Welcome back to Mishnah Yomi. Today we're continuing in the fifth parak of Masech Shvius with Mishnah Tess, finishing off the parak and moving on to the sixth parak, Mishnah Aleph. Mashel's Ishel Chaverta Chashuda Al Shvius, Nof of a Kavra of a Rachaim Batana, a person, it's again similar to previous Mishnahis about trying to avoid the Lifni Iver, a person may lend utensils to her friend who we're afraid may violate the laws of Shemitah, such as a sifter or a sieve, a mill or an oven, even though she may use them for Shemitah purposes, there's also a chance to use them for non-Shemitah purposes, and therefore it's okay. But she's not allowed to sort or grind together with her, because then she's directly assisting in the preparation of what is Aser. Once we're on that note, may give an Amaretz, a sifter or a sieve, and she can also sort, grind, and sift produce with her. And this is not talking about this is not talking about for Shvi's purposes, but rather it's because it might come to forbidden fruit, which we'll see in a second, is going to be looks like chal or trumas and meisers tevel. Once the woman puts in water and flour together, then she's not allowed to help her anymore because at that point it might be chayiv and chala, and she ain't We don't want to strengthen the hands of the Avera. We don't want to assist those who are sitting. We're sinning. Excuse me, not sitting. Sinning. Therefore, we see three things. One is allowed to lend utensils to a person, assuming um, assuming that there's two ways to use it. Either we meet the produce or not meet the produce. But if there is um, also one can lend utensils to somebody if they're going to use them for food that's not, that's tevel, but one's not allowed to help, one's not allowed to help assist in the actual veira, so if it's going to be something that it's uh, actually touching the shemitah produce, like sorting or grinding the shemitah produce, or it's once you add the water into the flour, so then she has to cease helping her. The All these things are for darkei shalom. In order to, uh, we don't want people to, uh, to, we don't really get along. Shalom's a value. Darkei shalom's a value. I'm going to add in here. Lachor, it's more than just you know, uh, heter, but this is actually to value to promote harmony, to have a harmonious society, and therefore we permit these things to happen. On that note, is once allowed to give words of encouragement, say, you know, plow, you're plowing well to a non-Jew in Eretz Yisrael. You can't encourage a Jew because that's actually, uh, that's going to be uh, your encourage of doing a Vera. Vishalom, Vishalom, when you can greet a, uh, say, a Shalom, you can use a, you can, you can greet a, a non-Jew with one of Hashem's name. Well, again, all those say Dark Hashem because it promotes peace. And we, we want harmony, we want peace. And again, I'm going to say not just as a hetter, because we don't want, want to avoid Ava, but actually as a value to promote har- harmony in a harmonious society. Therefore, we chazal have this idea of Darkei Shalom. Shalosh Artsos Shvitz. This begins Perak Vav. So, quick background. Eretz Yisrael, as we know, we always say Eretz Yisrael is a holy, holy place. But there were actually, when Eretz Yisrael was first uh, conquered, there was a Kedusha that was imbued in it in the days of Yeshua. Once the Jewish people were sent out after the first uh, Gullus and after the first base of Migdash, Eretz Yisrael lost its sanctity and it, it only reta- got it back when um, Ezra went back up from Bavel and reconsecrated Eretz Yisrael. Therefore, because of that, there are going to be parts of Eretz Yisrael that were conquered by Ezra and got, got it re-imbued with sanctity and parts that he never conquered, even though initially when they came up from Mitzrayim, they did conquer and those different areas are going to have different halachas when it comes to the Shavias. And we'll see how that plays out as follows. And I'm sorry, we're using the Mishnah's term, so it's hard to actually picture where it is in modern-day Israel, but you'll get the point from the Mishnah. All the territory from when the Ezra came up from Babylonia, from Babel, that goes from the southern Israel to Puzzib, which is in the north, 
that has full kedusha full kedusha to Eretz Yisrael, has a full sanctity of Eretz Yisrael, and therefore lo nechav lo one's not allowed to uh, eat after the beer time is passed, and one's not allowed to work the land during year Shemitah, i.e. it's Eretz Yisrael proper. However, because of Adonar, but all the land taken from those who went up, who conquered it, when they came in the days of Yeshua and Nun, from Kozov to the river, which is in the east, and from Kozov to Amun in the west, that is treated as Eretz Yisrael to some degree, because initially it had Kedusha, but because it lost its Kedusha, we don't treat it totally as Eretz Yisrael. Nechal, Avalo, We don't work the land, but one is, there's no beer requirement. The reason that we do the split is because um, it's, a, it's Dirabanan. It's only a Dirabanan, but really it's, it doesn't have sanctity uh, on a biblical level. But on a Dirabanan, we say you can not allow to work the land, but you're allowed to, uh, you're allowed to uh, the food does not have beer. Minanaro, any area further north from the river of Amna is not part of Israel at all. It's totally, it's Chutzlar, and therefore, Nechel Nevad, you can work the land, and you and the food certainly doesn't have beer. I wish everyone a wonderful day. <laughs>